but in, even if there is no external validation right even if there is nobody telling you hey you're doing the right job hey if you're not getting all the accolades even if you're not picking up anything i'm just really proud of the fact that we're solving something which impacts a million people a second now if that is something that doesn't bring joy to you i don't know what will impacting a million people at any given second if that's and that's where you headed and you have a community who is also helping you do this you leading a movement so to say so and even if there is no external validation that i think that's something that i'll be really proud of my name is cherish i'm the founding member and head of community at sava labs this is code story the podcast bringing you interviews with tech visionaries who share in the critical moments of what it takes to change an industry and build and lead a team that has your back. I'm your host, Noah Lapart, and today how Cherish Santosh set out to build an auth solution to further the passwordless revolution. All this and more on Code Story. Cherish Santoshi started his professional career when he was just 18. He plays music being a one-man band through his guitar, bass, and drum skills. He's even got a studio set up at home and enjoys lo-fi hip-hop, especially when he's working. Cherish reads and watches a lot of content, specifically around theoretical thought experiments, which help him to think about things from a different angle. Along with this, he likes to travel, to get out, see the world, and experience new people and new ways of thinking. He likes to interact with founders and startup folks, which make his current role as head of community a perfect fit. Being startup-minded, he set out with his founding members to continue the growth of SaaS in India and build a product specifically for the developer community, and building an auth product that furthers the passwordless revolution. This is the creation story of Sawo. Savo is an auth SDK that helps developers and businesses to enable passwordless logins on their web and mobile apps. It helps you create OTP-less passwordless login flows, uh, so your user could just click on login without password and just directly log into your app. It helps the businesses to reduce their bounce rate, their churn rate, and improve the overall user onboarding onboarding journey as a whole. Right. So that's what we do. So it's a developer-facing product. It's a SaaS dev tool in India, you know, and SaaS is picking up in India, especially dev tools. I take care of uh, the community here at Savo. I take care of three verticals. Uh, the first is developer marketing, which means how the developers find the product, right? How they get aware about the product itself. The second is uh, developer experience, which means how they consume the uh, product from end to end. Everything that helps them create and build uh, using Savo. And the third is community management, which means if anybody has ever interacted with Savo and they're uh, they're willing to be a part of a password address revolution. Uh, we want them and we want them to kind of uh, interact with each other so everybody learns from them they learn from everybody and it's a ecosystem that just promotes product culture here at Savo and everywhere we go so being one of the founding members you were right around you know the out of the gates mvp so tell me a little bit about that first product that you built as a team you know the product the community how long it took you to build and what sort of tools you used to bring it to life So the company was founded in August 28, 2020 and uh, we started with two member team and uh, uh, Ayushi and Sakshi you know were the first two members and from there on we went we went on to build the community uh, we went on to build the entire product uh, on Java uh, as like the core framework 
now the reason for that was that java is something which is usually like the comfortable stack to kind of work with for any developer or co-founder and it's easier to kind of get source the talent right of course that that is something that seemed like a short term benefit that we had to do and that uh, that's something that we started building on within a few months we had uh, within i within like i, I want to say 3 to 4 months we had like enough traction to kind of go out in the market and showcase our product but before that i think the idea and the stack and the mvp was good enough that we got vc interest before pre incorporation right so just as we were incorporated we picked up a seed funding of 840k from investors and then we went on to actually pick up seed round much later here in december and that's what we did so within like a span of 4 months we picked up two raised uh, in span of two months i want to say we closed two rounds of funding and then we had the uh, you know the capacity and the bandwidth to change the stack and hire uh, move towards something which is far more scalable and even more niche right e- even if that comes at like a costlier talent right in that 3 to 4 month time frame uh, you mentioned you know you mentioned the two Cs but even bef- even prior to that you have to make certain decisions and trade-offs when you're building an MVP right about you know what features you're going to start with which means which features you're going to cut or which you know what technical debt you're going to accept so tell me about some of those decisions and trade-offs you had to make as a team and how you coped with them so multiple right so because we picked up java at the beginning and then we moved on to django there was a lot of restructuring that had to do in terms of the product roadmap in terms of features but i think that came at at the right point in time and that that was a trade off that we were willing to do because you know when we had picked up funding obviously django seems far more scalable to the use cases that we serve and we could hire the talent when once we had the funding out of the way because of that we you know we kind of floated initially but uh, that came with certain technical debt that we kind of solved for the next few months that's something that we had to do initially and the second thing that we realized much long ago right in especially in like q1 of 2021 was that although when it comes to the api usage right like of course you will use more auth apis or like more calls per se more authentications in general if you're a bigger company but the average life cycle of closing an enterprise company is far more than closing like smaller scale startups uh, developers and product uh, you know product managers uh, community and you pro- which are very product centric small communities so we moved on to pivot our strategy from skipping the enterprises and com- taking a community first uh, small companies enterprises uh, and you know small com- small small medium businesses kind of go out and actually sell there now the reason and we realized this very early and this is where i came into picture when when i spoke to prabhat uh, who's the founder and the ceo at uh, savo labs prabhat and i were discussing that uh, when you when you making a dev tool right the person who has the influence of using the tool will always be a developer i mean i'm sure the person who will write the check will probably be a cto or founder or a director right and they'll have that technical mentality probably but they will always make sure that they get the buy in from their actual developers before they actually write you a check and buy that product so it made sense for us to kind of make that developer community reach out to these people understand uh, what what we are building for them is actually solving for them for solving for them solving the use cases that they want build with them make sure that our documentation is easily understandable easily consumable and they are able to play around with it and make sure that it fits almost everywhere we want to go So we made sure that our product was built with the community. Now even now, right? Uh the community is somebody who like community is a great entity for us because I always say that their feedback is gold for us because we take their feedback, we vet it and then we put it on our roadmap and once we have implemented that, 
we go back to the community and tell them hey thanks so much for for doing this for us uh, you know and we want to make sure that we incentivize you and we cherish you and we also um make sure that we appreciate you in whatever po- possible way and that's why we spend a lot and that's why we uh, encourage a huge community uh, culture product culture here at Savo so from that point you know post 3 to 4 months you've got the seeds you know you're encouraging community which is fantastic how did you progress the product from there and mature it and even as a as a company how did you build your roadmap and figure out okay this is the next most important thing to build or this is the next most important you know key element to drive the community in interaction we've always prioritized functionality before features and uh, when you have a dev tool you want to make sure that before you add on features like uh, you know different dashboard customizations you want to make sure that you're compatible to all the tech stacks that you want to serve and not just that you want to make sure that you have your presence towards a lot of to a, to a lot of no code platforms or web platforms like uh, bubble uh, shopify right so we started building for them in q2 uh, 2021 or in fact q1 to q2 2021 and we built a lot of you know hybrid platforms for flutter we built a lot for Woo- woocommerce websites uh, we started building for uh, shopify bubble and you know these no code platforms as well we made sure that we have like an sdk available for ios android web a hybrid flutter what you know name any developer name any uh, you know stack we kind of built it for them and of course avo you know because it's an otp less and a passwordless you know sdk it also helps you give it also gives you the iframe that uh, that you can embed in your login activity or login screen that helps you uh, that helps the user kind of go through the entire process in as seamless way as possible uh, and as we progress for, further the iframes got a little, little more customization we could add multiple custom fields we gave a bunch of colors we introduced dark themes and that's something that you know a lot of users uh, especially developers really right they take a lot of pride in what they've created and once they started doing that right they realized that uh, any iframe that wasn't necessarily working out in the entire theme of their entire product they'd like ha huh, this is something that i would like to change and that's why we moved on to giving them the customization and ui ux changes and we also have a captcha on our roadmap that's something that we're going to put forward and make sure that our community is helping us building a captcha that's also going to be a part of our roadmap uh, the last thing i want to say which is on our roadmap is going to be like a, a self checkout um, self checkout mechanism for a lot of e-commerce and d2c websites because it's it's very important whenever you're making a transaction that you'll have to authenticate yourself a m- bunch of times so we want to make sure that journey is as easy as authenticate a shop authenticate and order placed you know just like two step or four step kind of journey. So this next question will be interesting given given so much community involvement in the product. How did you go about building your team and and your team, you know, seems like it could extend out into that community too. So how are you how are you approaching building your team and what do you look for in those people to indicate that they're the winning horses to join you? Savo has a great leadership. Most of them, you know, are really young, uh, driven people. All of us are in our twenties, uh, really inspired, really excited people who've come from all walks of life. I happen to come from, uh, you know, c- companies like Google, Amazon, Hacker Earth, you know, bigger names in the industry. But I've always jumped from like a bigger company to a smaller one, only to understand that startups is where learnings lie. Startup is where uh, I want to. You can break things, you can make things, and you can wear multiple hats, right? So you see the bigger picture far more clearly. 
and others as well right a lot of our founding member they come from the very fresh perspective of building product they're not somebody uh, who have bogged down by, by the uh, capacity of what what is something that you can do what is their spend capacity they have that entire growth mindset and product mindset um that's something that we look forward to when we hire uh, our hiring has always been a little challenging because the bar has been usually very high uh, but the you know the good thing about the team is that we've only i think uh, in in the last one year since the company was incorporated maybe just 6 to 10 people left the company and the rest kind of stayed uh, we've grown from two people from last year to 50 now and that's where we are headed we're growing at a very rapid pace So whenever you're working in a startup, right? I don't want to. Uh, this is a common culture in India that a lot of managers uh, micromanage, uh, and especially with remote work, they want to make sure that you know every work or every hour or every minute is accounted for. A startup leaders do not have the bandwidth to do because they have their own work, you know, and they they can't actually go out and do that. So the things that I look forward to whenever I hire are uh, ownership, which means that you will look at the job from end to end. and you will not not a single iota of the entire program or the product should be like this is beyond my scope and hence i cannot contribute right that's something that that's uh, this you know non negotiable the second is integrity uh, startups have move things really quick right so there's not not a lot of hierarchy red tapeism a lot of things in the process that's going to drill down on you know your ethics or your work ethics so then hence, hence uh, there's a lot of freedom that is given to the employees so integrity comes into play and the third is intelligence uh, you might do all the right things and all the right time but you know making sure that you doing you have the capacity to think and you have the capacity to assimilate and analyze situations and um, you know products and features and communities and decisions in a way that makes sense is something which is extremely important for us that's something that i look at and uh, the team that i know uh, you know we have a fantastic sales team mukund leads that We have a great product team. Ayushi leads that. Uh, Sakshi leads marketing, uh, and I lead community. And we also have Soumya, who's also uh, you know leads the tech part, and Manjula who re- leads HR. Uh, Prabhat is our co-founder and and CEO at Savo. He's the he's the is the brain behind hiring all these masters. So let's flip the scalability a little bit then. So you know did. Did you and the team build this to scale efficiently from day one, or are you fighting this as you grow? And that can be, you know, that could be technically, that could be team-wise, that could be community, all of the above. Tell me a little bit about that. I mean, we've always built to kind of scale, um, and the reason for that is auth itself is a very difficult problem to solve, right? Um, now, it's not something that just comes at uh, OTPs, passwords, and you're through, right? Like it's a bigger identity. Auth is like a problem of identity management, which is a bigger circle in itself. India being the marketplace uh, for like and has a people of 1.4 billion, right? So the kind of people who are using internet in um, in in and using products, right? It's only going to increase. Now, a lot of companies will realize that whenever they want to create, you know, great generate more business. the options are to either sell to western countries who have the deep who have deeper po- pockets and more uh, propensity to pay or just move into core regions of uh, of india right tier 2 tier 3 com- uh, cities and uh, and towns now it's now you'll see that a lot of uh, like apna who uh, is a, is a great example who moved towards uh, you know internally in india and actually went out to kind of build um, a you know a hiring platform for tier 2 tier 3 uh, cities right Now that's something that you'll re- realize that India is a huge country with a great you know huge population and every con- every product is actually moving towards 
um moving internally in india as well you know as 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 much as they're moving outside so solving uh, auth as a problem is something that we have to solve at a larger scale you can't do one off and then scale when you know when a company moves expanded so even today when we as we speak um, sabo can take 1 million auths any given second simultaneously so uh, 1 million auths per second is something that we can do today and i think that seems like a you know a good place to start uh, and we'll obviously scale further um to kind of build, and this is a great testament to kind of justify how we've built for scale um uh, prabhat i i remember speaking to prabhat when he was watching a very popular ott platform you know and this this ott platform that we speak, speak of has a uh, 84 lakh or like 90 lakh people sometimes which um you know to put in american perspective that's like 9 million people watching at any given second right and uh, sometimes even one you know more than that 12 15 uh, million people so and if imagine if all of them try to log in at any second you have to and if that's the kind of product that we're building for and we want them to use avo we have to build uh, for scale and that's where we had it 1 million auths per second is radical fantastic that's really great well as you step out on the balcony and you look across all that you've built what are you most proud of this question has a lot of duality and there of course there are a few things that you are proud of today but only to be surprised you know surprised and surpassed by tomorrow um so the kind of product that we've built I, i'm really like i really uh, i like the fact that a lot of investors have shown a lot of confidence in us right the fact that we've picked funding ways you know simultaneously and there are people who have valued the company you know far and beyond that anybody would have expected uh, goes on to say that the kind of product and the kind of team that we've built is like a huge testament of the so we're solving the right things with the, in the right way with the right people right it's it's a great testament uh, that's something that you kind of fall back to when you look at what you what are you most proud of but in, even if there is no external validation right even if there is no nobody telling you hey you're doing the right job hey if you're not getting all the accolades even if you're not picking up anything i'm just really proud of the fact that we're solving something which impacts a million people a second now if that is something that doesn't bring joy to you i don't know what will impacting a million people at any given second if that's and that's where you headed and you have a community who is also helping you do this you leading a movement so to say so and even if there is no external validation that i think that's something that i'll be really proud of uh, i really like that everybody in the entire uh, you know company kind of believes and like really motivated and you can hear it hear the passion in my voice as much as you can hear in theirs right uh, that they're really proud of what they're doing Uh, so really you know we're just focused on solving the right problems at the right time with the right people and that's what i'm proud of uh with or without external validations so let's flip the script a little bit cherish tell me about a mistake you made and how you and your team responded to it so the two two mistakes or two trade offs so to say i mean in in hindsight you know you could call the mistake or not uh, but if it worked out well you know was it a mistake or a learning Of course moving uh, changing stack was something that uh, that we had to do changing our, our tech initially from you know to Django created a lot of technical debt that we had to kind of take care of for a longer period of time and that slowed slowed down a bunch of high priority things that we had to do but you know it came in handy because now the product is you know far uh, more scalable and does way more than we initially you know it, it was set out to do The second thing is that we we spent a decent amount of time kind of cracking uh, the enterprise sales way but we have learned that you know going a bottom up strategy which means ensuring that the community or the market is first on board with you then you build the ops to cater that uh, ops and you know programs to cater to that need 
and then you go to strategy to approve fund and evangelize all those things right that's the bottom up strategy that we used and and i'm glad that we kind of found it the right way and uh, another thing is that this this helped us kind of pivot our entire enterprise thinking to more uh, going out and selling directly to the customers going out and selling to directly to the developers product managers co-founders themselves and uh, you know not necessarily get bogged down by the average sales cycle of a huge company you know it played out how it probably for the best because uh, looking back at it you know these learnings came in really early and now we are in a good shape to kind of keep an eye off for whatever similar kind of mistakes or similar mindset whenever we see them and another thing that we kind of keeps us away from mistakes is the outside perspective that we have from the community and because you work in the same product with the same people with the same team you may have tunnel vision but we also have a lot of uh, developers uh, customers who can give us the feedback and we've always kept our feedback channel open so that keeps us on the right track at most of the times well this will be fun to ask this question so what does the future look like for the product for the team and for the community couple of things that we're building um, when it comes to product is uh, one of the one of the things is self checkout mechanism right um like like i spoke of uh, very briefly that we're building a, a a mechanism where you can walk through an entire e-commerce journey with very minimal fraction uh we're doing this for e-commerce website uh, no code platforms uh, woocommerce uh, shopify and also d2c platforms right direct uh, customer people uh, d2c platforms Now this is something that we are kind of build, building upon we are also doing captcha which is also like a significant part of auth and like identity management in in general that's where the product is headed uh, we are obviously going to scale uh, our stack uh, we're going to be available on more platforms um where developers uh, can find and they can usually you know it's like a plug and play solution for them we're going to make sure that using savo is as efficient as possible Uh, on the community side uh, from when it comes to product side we'll make sure that it is uh, it can take far more authentication that it can today even though we you know we're doing a massive run in that sense but i think we can go further and we're obviously going to make sure that our uh, our product is not not only robust but also versatile and has the durability of kind of taking a lot of load at the you know at the same time uh, that's where the product is headed uh, we we do you know we right now we have uh, i think there are 16 million uh odds that kind of go out every second that uh, every day we consume 8 to 8 to 16 uh, uh odds every day and we're going to make sure that that increases as well um that's that's where we headed uh when it comes to team we we're looking at expanding uh, at a rapid pace like i told you we move from uh from a team member of 2 to 50 today we're going to scale further more we're always hiring so if there is anybody who's listening here you know you know whom to contact you can find us on linkedin and let us know if you if you want to join the fantastic team uh that's where we headed and uh we also will be looking at expanding internationally if things go right and if you know and uh, hopefully we'll be able to tell you very soon so let's switch to you jerish who who influences the way that you work name a, a ceo a cto an architect really any person that you look up to and why i quite like navel ravikant I think like the kind of way that he looks at products and the kind of he looks at market is very stoic so to say. He is usually not uh, you know not involved in the optics too much and he takes a you know takes a back seat and look, looks at things in a very rational uh you know out very nonchalant way that's something that I really enjoy. And I think I draw inspiration from a lot of unknown or unfamiliar faces, right? So if you ask any 
person who heads who's a community is a founding member that you know who where do you draw inspiration from and they would probably tell you very usual sus- suspects right like a uh, people who build communities for years and years uh, you know and especially devrel communities developer communities but i think uh, the inspiration usually comes in in a very uh, surprising in a very humble way like the way i was telling you initially that when i get to travel i travel to a place called meghalaya meghalaya has a tribe called khasi tribe now this is a tribe that has built bridges from uh, banyan trees so they what they do is that imagine there's a river flowing down below right they'll plant two banyan trees on the either end of the of the river and then they'll make sure that the roots are headed towards each other they direct the roots to kind of go and intermingle and kind of entangle with each other on the other end of the spectrum and then once they kind of build that right they become like a really strong bridge it costs them nothing right and the average like the as the time passes by as opposed to a modern architecture which weakens over time uh, the st- the roots strengthen the grip becomes stronger the entanglement gets stronger right and this lasts far more the the way they've used the resources that was available to them without spending any cost and it actually turned out way better than modern architecture and it's a community that is not necessarily known right it's not a community that uh, shows their intellectual prowess but the kind of things that you can learn from them comes in a very humble and very nice way that this is something that you can learn from you know and it doesn't have to be a co-founder cto architect in, in in any sense you can learn things you know as you go along you know you just have to be open and absorb that whenever you can Well, last question, Cherish. So, you're getting on a plane and you're sitting next to a young entrepreneur who's built the next big thing. They're jazzed about it. They can't wait to show it off to the world. They can't wait to show it off to you right there on the plane. What advice do you give that person having gone down this road a bit? This is something that I would say that as we move towards a web 3.0, uh, you know, world where individuality is kind of the center, right? People want to make everything decentralized. um the focus on the user has become even more and the fo- and the stake of any user in your company's success has become even more uh, a lot of blockchain companies a lot of crypto uh, they have more stake about the com- in the community than they have themselves right so to build something which is future ready and the, you know and if the person claims that it's the next big, big thing which is uh, shown off to the world i would want them to have that a selfless attitude that the se- the center of the company's success is a community of individuals who have who are not only shaping the product product but but also have the stake in what you're building uh the ownership that they have right in the product and, and the feedback that they will give you in the product will only be more thorough will only be more compassionate will only be more valuable and impactful if they have some stake in it right um that's something that i would i would tell them that build it for people not just like at users but also as like stakeholders and make sure that they you know part and parcel of every process that you want uh because that's where we headed and i want to make sure that you know this is something that i would really like to see from any budding entrepreneur absolutely well cheers thank you for being on the show today thank you for telling the creation story of sawo thanks no thanks so much it was lovely talking to you and this concludes another chapter of code story. Code story is hosted and produced by Noah Laphart. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or the podcasting app of your choice. Support the show on patreon.com/codestory for just 5 to 10 bucks a month. And when you get a chance, leave us a review. Both things help us out tremendously. 
And thanks again for listening.